Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining us right now, one of my siblings. It is an independent opinion maker, columnist, um, and it is Donna Perry. And uh, DJ, because it's a fluid situation um, in our discussion, I'm not going to ask you about specific things because just it's that, because it's fluid. But Mm -hmm. just to start off... um, I mean, you've obviously worked in politics. You've traveled overseas. Let's just start off with your initial reaction of what happened just just last week uh, from where you stand of just what happened in Israel and, and what we're dealing with now. And then we'll, you know, get into some specifics, sure. but just sure. general impression. Yeah. And, and good to be with you, John. Um, you know, f- first of all, uh, sadly, this is a decades long thing almost being reenacted. I mean, they, they did this, it was the 50th anniversary um, of their, of the famous um, seven days war. Um, I, I think it's very, very troubling and disturbing because I think uh, what we're seeing here is, is both of these countries and well, they're, you know, Gaza um, and Israel, John, they really are at the boiling point. I mean, you know, we have had many years of this. There's incursions, and then somehow it gets a little bit quieted down. But I, I will say, just for my years of observing this, I feel like this one is different and yes. and more dangerous. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a couple of things in, involved with that. First of all, you do have this lifelong leader of Netanyahu who. Uh, this is almost like the mission of his political life, John, has, has, I think has been, I will turn them back once and for all. Um, you know, and I also think, um, I do think it feels different, more menacing, more dangerous, really globally. Um, and I, I don't think this is going to be, not that any of them have been small or without sad casualties, but this is tough. And I also find that there is something um, troubling of the, the fact that there really almost was le- less intelligence, the absence of the intel, not seeing this come about. And it also right. goes right to the, to the U.S. Yeah. And I, I will just say politically, John, to me, this now makes Ukraine look like like the B topic. I mean, this is going to be. I would, I think this is Biden's now biggest challenge. Uh, if he's riding out a presidency and what 24 means, I really do. I, I think um, the U S this is different from Ukraine. They cannot not be involved. Right. And Donna Perry, you know, let's start with Biden. Um, by all accounts, uh, you know, when they talk about whether or not he would actually travel over to Israel, the first thing I think of is oh, he can't travel there. It would, you know, take too much out of him and he's too. But, you know, there's there's a lot of speculation that Democrats are ignoring the you know narrative that people are saying he's yeah. too old. And then he turns around and just says, watch me um, when you see him in a situation like this and the shuffling on and off. Yeah. And. Uh, I, I, where do you think this puts Biden Harris? I mean, as we speak now, any talk that, and I thought maybe he was going to make some kind of announcement before Thanksgiving's not going to run. Now, I mean, now I think there's actually more pressure on him to stay. The right course, where he is. yeah. How could he announce he's leaving now? Right, and that's a, an excellent observation, John, because you're right. Uh, at at this kind of a tense moment. You know, they they do have meaning the Biden White House, they would have the upper hand to say, you know, we're on the precipice of we don't know where this thing is going. Is this going to be a Middle East war? Um, And so you would say from their perspective that, you know, they're going to put the politics in, in the second row. And I think that's a lot of what the way they're looking at it. Um, and actually it, John, it does, it is one of those events. You and I've talked about this many times, which is why a year in politics is a very long time because the world interferes. The world is, you know, it's all these dynamics are very unpredictable. Um, and I think it kind of freezes in place, just like you're saying though, I think it now freezes in place 
because it also makes the national media, I think, feels like it's distasteful to start asking, like, well, is he not running? You know what I mean? Like, right. if he is like getting shuttled back and forth and going to Tel Aviv and, and these are very high stakes moments, um, that's where I do think it, it kind of freezes, you know, the political race for the moment anyway. Um, it's also very telling, and again, folks, speak with Donna Perry. You know, you, Ukraine was the big buildup, and granted, there were mistakes, and they, for whatever reason, they, you know, they offered Zelensky a ride out of the country. They didn't know yeah. they were going to fight, but, but this Donna Perry, this is different, and and there's there are, you know, it's time and place, but there certainly are still a lot of questions about not only Israeli uh, Israeli intelligence, but United States. American intelligence and how did this happen where suddenly on a Saturday morning the president of the United States and they're on the situation room and you know this is also one of those things that that he has to try to manage in real time and there isn't a lot of time for planning no and and it there's obviously there's just a hundred questions that are going to have to get peeled out inch by inch there's a lot to this also they're saying how did Hamas figure out militarily now they they really got around the famous iron dome and yeah i'm not an expert i know a lot of people like us and i certainly follow all this i i that ran through my head i thought i thought they had that impenetrable you know um you know massive military thing and that's a, that, that's a separate and very disturbing question um yeah. of where was intel going around um so i as you say like i i do think um, they are doing their best for what is was clearly a surprise, I think, for the U.S. intel, for yeah. the military, in our national security um, and yeah. the advisor, John. And they do have him in a very embarrassing interview, Jake Sullivan, where it was, what, yes. the summer? He That's was right. basically touting, saying the Middle East is is on a path to peace that we haven't seen in years. Yep. Um, you know. So, yeah, a ball has been dropped big time, and and now here it is. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Pop in and see them, whether it's for lunch, nice weather, you can sit outside on the deck, or maybe sit in the dining room delicious food then they also have a great full bar large dining area and you're going to love the lounge the lodge pub and eatery people rave about their delicious consistent great food and also the great staff i'll see you at the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln we're speaking with independent columnist it's opinion maker donna perry now dj closer to home governor healy uh, certainly has been under the gun. Uh, you have the migrant situation, emergency situation. Then you also have, starts to get cold in the Northeast. Then you also have a, a homeless problem. Um, what is the latest and how do you think Governor Healy is handling this? Well, um, I see a couple of things going on with what she has now really come out swinging about the issue. Um, on the ground, the, the issue is that if you go through a whole winter in the homeless shelters in, in Massachusetts, um, what's been reported that normally you could they can accommodate over the course of the whole winter, let's say 25,000 people, which adds up to over 7,000 individual families. And that, that's a lot. And that's what is normally spread out. What has occurred? And, and this, the thing is, John, this is at her own doorstep that this has been created with her policies that really, I would say, um, like many progressive liberal governors, they've almost invited illegals to make their way yeah. to Massachusetts. So yeah. now she finds herself, this should not be a shock that they have, and they have put, maybe this is a surprise, by the way, to a lot of Massachusetts hardworking people that can't pay attention to all this every day but they have been putting illegals have flooded into mass and they are living in the shelters so you now have really this full-blown crisis which is how she is framing it um and i think john politically her team they're trying to get out in front of this because as i say i think she's trying to deflect from the fact that she 
partly created the problem. Right. Because like many of these governors, they are not ever sending a message of we can't accommodate, don't come to our state and say to the White House, do not send some weird little bus of people in the middle of the night. And we all know this stuff has been going on. So now is now. And the cold weather will be upon us. And it's almost the end of October. Well, now the, the crisis, as I'm seeing it in mass, is they're saying the shelters collectively in full capacity will be at full capacity, John, in like two weeks at the end of October. Wow. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> like that is why I'm sure her people, like they're in a, a panic and they're trying to yeah. figure this out. Obviously, the answer would be, you, you know, then you have to move. And I use the term, they are illegal people. So I'm not going to yes. go with, you know, this, there's been a march to call them just migrants. No, these are right. illegal people. They are. Um, and I would just add, which, by the way, I, I think it's very obvious, many, but we don't really know who everyone is. That's I don't right. think they've been, regi- you know, it, it's kind of a joke. I mean, we know that, like, all over the country. Like, they're just here, and they're marching in, and it's, I don't know how many million a week. So now is now. And so Healy definitely is facing, this is a very big deal. And I think what's going to happen is, you will get a lot of pushback to her from other organizations who normally are in her corner, but they advocate you have, you know, to be fair, if you have homeless families, John, which this is often um, in all parts of certain areas of the state. Now this can often be a, a mother and two children and they may have a fractured family situation where then they are in a very desperate situation. Right. Um, and those kind of people, are you going to say there's no room for them for all these months going forward because wow. you have illegal people who you don't really know who they are? No. And they have found wound themselves into Massachusetts. So I think it's, you know, again, I think it's a very, very big problem for her. You're going to see this in all these governors. And isn't it amazing, though, John, that when now push has come to shove, how she is like, speaking out and saying, oh, well, we can't have all these people in our shelters. It's when, you know, Republicans try to make that point, then they're That's being, right. you know, cruel and um, racist and uh, all these remarks are made. So it was now definitely an eye opener with the number of individuals, especially obviously New York City with Mayor Adams. Right. right? Went to Mexico saying we're full, do not come in. The real game changer to me has been uh, the amount of individuals as far as once it was never a problem the border immigration was never a problem as long as they were staying in texas and arizona and california and mexico yes suddenly it became a problem when these buses were showing up in places like massachusetts and chicago and new york now donna perry um also we have the next debate coming up um i think we can kind of look at i i believe president trump needs to be on this debate stage but you know, I'm sure it seems that every time he gets in more legal trouble, his numbers go up. But I, I think the race is shaking out. And so, therefore, I think, you know, you're seeing the the last two weeks to 10 days, I think Governor DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Governor, Ambassador Haley. Yeah, I think they've been, you know, very proactive. The race seems to me to be shaking out where Tim Scott's campaign is in trouble and they canceling TV buys. Chris Christie's in, in trouble. Pence seemingly is in trouble. I, I don't know about um, the vague. He seems to still have money, so he may be included. But but where do you see the Republican race right now? Because for all of his problems, President Trump still remains you know, firmly in the lead. Well, he, he might be, but I think as more concrete, the debates Uh, People will, I I still believe you you can't go by a lot of polls in in any summer period. I I just believe that about the public's attention and it is distracted. Um, We're going into the months where it gets kind of a little more hardcore. Um, And I think DeSantis is where he's a disciplined candidate is going to matter. And Nikki Haley. Like I think those two, as you say, Christy, is kind of on a one note thing of, you know, I'll be punch bag, punch bag against back against Trump. I think Pence, John, has a limited base. 
they that yeah. base and that's a limited base so you i don't it think is. you can grow that he has some diehard um you know re- religious based you know groups and etc um but it, that's that's not a growth group and trump's numbers i just think are going to start to get soft as is these periods of time go on and now we have these big events on the world stage um right. and that's going to matter and the republicans w- who have traditionally been the staunchest allies of israel yeah. um and i think you know uh haley with her also you know she does have the diplomatic you know badge in her corner of of yeah. her past you know, having sat in the UN and she's got that to brag about and to say, I've been in that room, you know, I have, I have looked in the eyes of the guys from Iran. They don't have Gaza allowed in there. They have, you know, certain levels of that. I have talked to the Russians in there. See, I think she's going to pick up some steam because we're now again in a new, and I would argue new and perhaps more dangerous international moment. Um, So I would look for that. I think DeSantis, what what he is capable of doing that Trump never had, like he is, though, a more disciplined candidate. And I think when you have an event like this, John, it gets very sobering. Um, And I do think you have obviously a very strong, unified Jewish American, uh, you know, political base. And they're going to look for, and they may not like a lot of how Biden's team may be playing this, and they're going to look for maybe a more moderate Republican. And I, I think that's going to matter, too. And I think that I don't know that they're marching with a Trump. So I think you're going to you see some of that. You know what's interesting, Donna Perry, is, you know, what people don't realize is it is really Iowa plays such a pivotal part here. Um, you know, there's an article in the Boston Globe, uh, the, the big kingmaker in New Hampshire is mm-hmm. is Governor Sununu, and he is squarely against the president. Yes. Um, I think, you know, depending on whether or not, he may not show up on the stage. But I, I think the whole, there was a rush to maybe may have him be the speaker, and then he didn't end up going to the Capitol. I think um, because of what's going on overseas, international experience is, is truly, yep. is going to be more important than what we're talking about or just domestic issues that should favor the Republican. And two people uh, that do have a lot of experience with that is Governor DeSantis, who's a veteran, and Ambassador Nikki Haley, who obviously represented us at the UN. Right. And that's that's what I mean. I think those two, uh, and I think of the media as any gives any fair coverage you you want to listen to what they're going to say um and i would just note i think vivek um he may have stepped into something he didn't need to with this odd like john harvard is really taking it on the chin with with the uh student groups um and and they have had a rocky past week since all this unfolded Uh, they've had to peel back statements and then you have students who are getting a little cold feet and saying, well, we didn't really mean that. And, and and then he kind of made, I thought that was kind of a misstep and sort of like he stepped oh into it. God. Yeah. The like whole thing why, of calling them smart. And but yeah, that was, it, it's not, it doesn't land right. It looks no. like you're sort of agreeing with them, um, which I don't think he was. And this idea that, okay, you could say, is it going too far to put a blacklist together? I don't think anyone likes that concept. Sure. But I, I think he like then the, you get in the weeds and he's coming out looking like I think it's a misstep. And, and Nikki Haley is sure going to go after him. Um, see, John, I think that's a very big misstep as it an is. amateur on the eve of another debate. You know, they're going to go it after is. him on that. Yeah. And rightfully so. Folks, again, she is independent columnist, uh, opinion maker. It's Donna Perry. DJ, great job as always. A lot going on in the world. And we'll talk to you again. You got it. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement, call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252, 323-9252, AJ, drywall, plasters, home improvement, frame to finish basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions, also commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling contact them today it's a family-run business aj drywall plaster home improvements call for a free quote what a difference they'll make in your home your ceilings floors basements 401 
323-9252. What a difference. Beautiful walls and ceilings. 401-323-9252. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, now it's on. President Biden will be visiting the area, but first, Hamas has released video of hostages being held in Gaza. Let's pick up the latest, this unbelievable report with ABC. Tens and tens of thousands across this area as they prepare for this land operation. As you say, now astonishing new details about what's happening with those hostages. This morning, for the first time, video of one of the 199 hostages taken into Gaza. Hamas, the militant group behind the brazen attack on October 7th, releasing video of 21-year-old French-Israeli citizen Mia Shem. Her family giving us permission to show these images. She was kidnapped with many others from the music festival. I just ask that you'll bring me home as soon as possible to my family, she says, to my parents, to my brothers. Please get us out of here as soon as possible. Overnight, her family speaking out. I saw my baby on television. I saw she's alive. I didn't know if she's dead or alive until yesterday. All I knew is that she might be kidnapped. I'm begging the world to bring my baby back home. The International Red Cross saying they've met face-to-face with Hamas leaders, pushing for the immediate release of the hostages and for access to them to check on their condition. According to the Israeli Hostages and Missing Families Forum, many of those kidnapped are in need of medical treatment. The report alleging a nine-month-old baby has no access to formula. Three children with autism require special assistance and an 85-year-old woman suffering from kidney disease and asthma requiring medication. Overnight, a spokesperson for Hamas claiming they'll release hostages of different nationalities when the means of doing so are available on the ground. But it's unclear what that means. Many of the nearly 200 hostages, which includes Americans, are believed to be held somewhere in miles of underground tunnels dug by Hamas. And amid escalating clashes along the Israeli-Lebanon border and fears that the war could expand, the IDF releasing this video overnight that they say shows them striking Hezbollah targets and military facilities in Lebanon. And this morning, growing concerns in Gaza as Israeli defense forces prepare for a land incursion. Strikes hitting Gaza again overnight, including in the south, where the Israeli military has urged Palestinians to flee for their safety. Residents there seem digging through the rubble, desperate to find survivors of the bombing. Israeli officials saying they're determined to wipe out Hamas in their retaliation for last week's bloody assault in Israel. The death toll rising as officials find more bodies from the attack, with more than 1,400 killed in Israel, according to the health ministry. And across the border in Gaza, the Palestinian Health Authority saying more than 2,700 have been killed there in the latest strikes. Half the total population of Gaza has been told to leave their homes. Chaos and confusion at the border with Egypt as it remains closed, despite promises it might open for foreign nationals, including Americans. According to the UN, no food, fuel and little water or any kind of aid has entered Gaza in over a week. Humanitarian trucks lining up outside the Egyptian side of the border. Aid workers say thousands could starve unless food is allowed in. The UN also urging Israel not to target hospitals in Gaza, which are already short of supplies. We were told that the machines are no longer working because the water pressure now has dropped to the point where they can't function. So conditions inside Gaza are deteriorating. The mood here in Israel is absolutely determined. But there are growing concerns about what's taking place on the northern border up near Lebanon. There are concerns about what Hezbollah, this militant group that's backed by Iran, could do. And there are concerns about what Iran itself may do. We've seen Secretary of State Blinken tour throughout this region, conducting this shuttle diplomacy over the last few days, trying to bring Arab allies on board. But there's real concern throughout the Middle East about what Israel is doing right now. Right now and the conditions inside Gaza and concerns that this could spread. How about in New York City where at NYU uh, Palestinian students supporters were seen ripping down 
the pictures that people are posting of Americans that are kidnapped uh, by Hamas in Gaza right now. I mean, how despicable are these people? All right, let's go to President Biden. We'll be going over. I'm not sure it's a good idea, but it's probably not the worst idea. Let's pick it up, News though. That Biden feels it is vitally important that he come. With the conflict raging, the risk great. It is highly unusual that the White House would publicly confirm a presidential trip. But Secretary of State Antony Blinken, after a seven-hour marathon meeting with Israel's prime minister overnight, made the announcement. On Wednesday, President Biden will visit Israel. The intent, said Blinken, a show of support. The president will reaffirm the United States' solidarity with Israel and our ironclad commitment to its security. The president's visit coming just 10 days after Hamas slaughtered more than 1,400 Israeli civilians and soldiers. With missiles launched by Hamas from Gaza, still a constant threat here in Israel, a threat seen firsthand by Secretary Blinken during his meetings in Tel Aviv. Air raid sirens sending the American press corps traveling with him, scrambling for shelter in a stairwell. Blinken and Prime Minister Netanyahu briefly retreating to a bunker. While the threat to Israel remains high, Secretary Blinken also focusing on the plight of millions of Palestinian civilians in Gaza, trapped, running out of food and water. At our request, the United States and Israel have agreed to develop a plan that will enable humanitarian aid from donor nations and multilateral organizations to reach civilians in Gaza, and them alone. A complex task with Israel now poised to begin a ground assault against Hamas and fears that Iran and its proxy Hezbollah in Lebanon could enter the conflict. Any actor, state or non-state, trying to take advantage of this crisis to attack Israel, don't. To underscore that message, a show of force. 2,000 U.S. troops now on alert for possible deployment to the Middle East to provide intelligence and medical support if needed. And a second U.S. aircraft carrier and its warships now set to join a carrier strike group already in the Mediterranean. A senior U.S. official telling me that intelligence has tracked activities in Iran that are worrisome, which is exactly why they added a military deterrent. You know, I, I just, um, folks, again, like all of you, it's certainly alarming to hear all of that. I'm just not sure what option we have. I believe, the, you know, these strings are being pulled by Putin and China. They certainly want to get us distracted from Iran. They want to get us mixed up, uh, engulfed in a war in the Middle East. And then I think you're going to see them continue to be aggressive. You're going to see, I believe, you're going to see China go after Taiwan Putin will continue to go on a land grab and get the United States bogged down in the Middle East. It's not your imagination. There's there's a lot of developments that impact all of us. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. Call them today. Heating and cooling in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508 508- 252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling. Call them today, 401-885-4209. Three generations, they're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they're going to serve you for a very long time. They have a great user-friendly website. You just log on at propaneplus.com, and then you type in your zip code, residential, commercial, propane plus heating and cooling always there for you give them a call today in rhode island 401-885-4209 in massachusetts 508-252-3359 the johnson family three generations heating and cooling you can always depend on propane plus You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Let's go to some sound. Ben Shapiro, conservative commentator, calls out President Trump for saying that Hamas is witty, intelligent, and Hezbollah is smart. President Trump still catching a lot of heat on this. Let's hear it. To bizarrely attempt to humiliate the current prime minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. 
because he was given bizarre information that after his loss in the 2020 election, that Netanyahu rushed to congratulate Biden, which, of course, is not true. He's one of the last world leaders, actually, to congratulate Biden. In any case, here was Donald Trump going after Netanyahu personally in the middle of a war and talking about how Hezbollah is smart for attacking from the north, which is weird since there is literally no other place that Hezbollah could attack from. They're located in the north of Israel. That's like, that's like suggesting that Mexico would be smart if they attacked America from the south. Like, where else would they attack from? They're, they're south of us. Like, what, what? Here we go. But I'll never forget... I'll never forget that Bibi Netanyahu let us down. That was a very terrible thing. I will say that. And uh, so when I see uh, sometimes uh, the intelligence, you talk about the intelligence or you talk about some of the things that went wrong over the last week, uh, they've got to straighten it out because they're fighting potentially a very big force. They're fighting potentially Iran. And when they have people saying the wrong things everything they say is being digested by these people because they're vicious and they're smart and boy are they vicious because nobody's ever seen the kind of sight that we've seen nobody's ever seen it but they cannot play games so we were disappointed by that very disappointed but we did the job ourselves, and it was absolute precision magnificent beautiful job and then uh baby tried to take credit for it that wasn't good that didn't make me feel too good, but that's all right. So they got to strengthen themselves up. What, what is what? All right. I mean, OK. And President Trump, again, nothing but gratitude for President Trump as a, as a Jew and as an American. Nothing but gratitude for President Trump. I wish you were president right now. Um, but the, the, the fact of the matter is that uh, that is that is bizarre, bizarre stuff. And attacking the prime minister in a current time of war with a unity government in Israel, by the way, with a bunch of people who disagree, but they do agree on the survival of the Jewish state uh, is a is a very bizarre move. And yesterday he chose. I think um, I actually I wonder if. If I want to if I would could just defend President Trump for a moment, folks, I wonder if maybe he's so preoccupied with all his legal cases and he is. I mean, come on, if. Maybe he's just, you know, if you're distracted and you're preoccupied, he's not as sharp as he might be. Um, that that was a, I don't know what that was. It was like an off-the-cuff remark. I don't think it was on the teleprompter that President Trump said that. There's a pattern, though, where when he said, oh, Putin, I said, oh, that's smart. Look at the way he, you know, what I forget whatever ex exactly what it was when he said that, you know, Putin invaded Ukraine. And then he has to dial it back. Oh, I didn't I didn't mean it like that. Even when he was complimenting the terrorists, he said, oh, the media hates when I say that. Well, everybody, I, I don't know about it. They hate when you say it. Every People are appalled that you're saying it. And and he didn't say it once. It wasn't like he said, I'm not sure how to how to phrase this. He he said it you know, several, several times, like the whole point, and it seemed very petty going after Israel at a time like this. I don't, it wasn't in a debate. It was a prepared forum. He was having a rally in West Palm Beach. Um, he had notes. He, I, 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 I don't know what to make of the whole, I, I don't, but if you're making, I'll say this, if you're making those types of mistakes, when when he, he could have been reading off a sheet, he probably should have been reading, he had a teleprompter. If you're making those kinds of errors in a, in a forum that you could literally just be reading it, you know, it's one thing, hey, listen, as someone that talks for a living, and I've said things that later I regret, but there's a big difference of it's a prepared speech, prepared remarks, and you're either riffing on the radio, either by yourself or with a caller or with a guest, what have you. But my point is, this was not something that should have caught him off guard, right? Should have caught him off guard. So I want to go to, uh, this is Alyssa Farah on The View, points to Hamas as the reason Gaza has inadequate not. structure uh infrastructure start. listen to this you cannot live in peace you cannot live in a 21st century prosperous thriving place for palestine to be free for the palestinian territory to be free they need to join in ridding themselves of hamas plain and simple if you want to see a 21st century thriving prosperous palestinian territory 
That's what will happen. We, they, Palestine receives billions of dollars in foreign aid from all over the world, but Hamas uses that for its terrorist efforts. The reason they don't have basic infrastructure, the reason that right now we could see their infrastructure turned off, is because Hamas is living large in Qatar. All their leaders are in Qatar right now telling the Palestinian people, you need to sit here and you need to be willing to die for the cause when we're not. War is hell. I, I've seen it up close. Um, there's going to be bad things that happen, but Israel has a right to defend itself. <laughs> I think that seems to be a bottom line that a lot of people uh, agree on, with the exception of people in Rhode Island. Let's go to anti-Semite. Sonny Hostin on The View says that Israel has been committing acts of terror and war crimes. Here we go. So that's what's going on now. Go ahead, Sonny, you want to say something? No, I just, I, you know, I, I look at this from a legal perspective, and I think that we all know that Hamas has been designated. What? Why do you have to look at it from a legal perspective in order to make her point without catching blame? But designated uh, a terror organization, just like many other terror organizations have had this designation. Listen to like this. The Proud Boys here in the United States. She compares what happened in Israel to the Proud Boys. I mean, that should, I don't even have to play the rest of the clip. That should tell you all you need to know. I actually was, uh, I appeared with this woman on CNN several times, and she was a, as obnoxious then as she is in this clip. Um, but, I, but I do think that what we need to remember is that there is an international human rights body of law. And when you look at that law, part of it is retaliation against innocent civilians collectively is also terror and is also a war crime and again those are not my words those are the words of the law and the president of the european commission ursula von der leyen said just last year when we were all talking about ukraine she said russia's attacks against civilian infrastructure especially electricity are war crimes cutting off men women children of water electricity and heating with winter coming these are acts of pure terror and we have to call it as such there are still hostages that are there and yet all these people care about people like her are in fact the palestinians and members of hamas it's 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 really pathetic you're listening to the john DePietro show men women you're experiencing hair loss well call scalp masters the micro pigmentation call michael free consultation 401-867-1097 they're located right in cranston what is the service for men and women that are experiencing hair loss or thinning of the hair michael is very dedicated you can also check out their website it's scalpmastersri.com and it's very simple you're going to look younger it helps add density to existing long hair or hair transplants they can conceal hide hair transplant scars it's non-invasive it's cosmetic it's scalp masters call for your free consultation 401-867-1097 you're going to feel better you're going to feel better about yourself look more like your old self call scalp masters take advantage of that free consultation call michael 401-867-1097 men women experiencing hair loss or maybe just want more density call them 401-867-1097 you're listening to the john DePietro show well folks i've known sean hannity wow uh almost 30 years over almost 30 years and what a takedown he had with this vivek Wanswami. listen to it's a little long, but it's worth it. This is Sean Hannity in a complete takedown on Vivek. Everybody's opinion, but you, you kind of, what you're doing here is saying about Nikki Haley, is you're saying that her concern for Israel is, is driven by financial and a corrupting influence, and your explanation that this disproportionate focus on rape, kidnapping, and, and murder of of jewish the jewish people in this attack and that there and your quote that there are frankly financial and corrupting influences that lead them exactly to speak the way they do um sean 
that is, Sean, that is a shameful mischaracterization hey, when hey, I'm Vivek, talking about wait a minute, Azerbaijan stop, stop right now. and I'll, Armenia. I'll read the exact tweet. You I do may. this in every single interview. From you about say Azerbaijan stuff and then you deny and it. You deny, you deny your own words. So, you know, why don't you just own what you say and stand by it and stop playing these games? I am owning what I say, Sean. Well, I'm just Sean, telling I, you what you I say. I am owning what I say. What? Well, I'm telling you, I'm, I, you're a smart guy. Watch that I would assume you remember what you say. Anytime they want. Yeah, I absolutely do. And so, Sean, maybe we have a debate that we need to have in our party. What's happening in Azerbaijan and Armenia was a separate discussion that I had. And I do believe that it is shameful that Azerbaijan is getting away with what they are because they have a powerful lobby in the U.S. But it is shameful to extrapolate that to the comments in Israel, where, to be honest, I have been crystal clear that what's happened is barbaric. It is medieval. It is wrong. And Israel absolutely said this since day one, say it now, has the right to defend itself to the fullest extent. Where I differ from other candidates in this field is that I also believe that this is Israel's decision to make. The U.S. should stand with Israel. But we need to be very careful not to enter a broader regional war in the Middle East. I have not that heard a, a single, I have have not heard a single Republican, Vivek, I've not heard a single Republican call for that. But I really want an explanation here. Actually, I, no, no, I want an explanation to the... Can I finish? I want an exact explanation yeah. for your exact comments that there are, frankly, financial and corrupting influences that lead them exactly to speak the way that they do. Now, why, why would well, you I'm say, gonna, what are the financial corrupting influences that Nikki Haley is taking a position on? We've got pictures of dead babies decapitated, burned babies' bodies. Sean, We've got the equivalent of what would be, population-wise in the U.S., over 37,000 dead Americans. So how much more evidence do you, what are you talking about? Sean, what I'm talking about is what's happening in Israel is an atrocity. And the U.S. absolutely, You're not answering my along, question, should stand with Israel. Answer the question. A question, which is the corrupting influence on our politicians. Well, the fact of the matter is, I think anybody who has been a military contractor, anybody who has made $8 million, including on serving on the board of Boeing, collecting stock options while running for U.S. president on corporate boards, has money made money from military contracting through a family business, is disqualified from being the U.S. president in a time of war. I think we cannot see our march to World War III in this country. My top priority from a foreign policy perspective is avoid so World let me, War III. Let me be straight. Secure let me, this let me, homeland. Because what Make you sure accused that we her of. Secure the U.S. homeland. What you, your me. words. Sean, if you want me to answer the question. No, I've given you plenty of time to answer the question. I'm going to now restate your words. Hmm. Frankly, financial corrupting influences that lead them exactly to, to speak the way that they do when they talk about atrocities with Israel. That, you know, now you're telling me that if somebody, in some capacity... Whoa, when whoa. they talk about atrocities from Israel, Sean, don't mislead your audience. That was not from... When, when okay, we're talking about Azerbaijan, what, what you are audience, saying, okay? you are saying that there are, frankly, Do financial and corrupting influences that lead them exactly to speak the way that they do. Now, if you're saying... In, yes. With those exact words of yours, you're not denying them again, are you? Those are your exact words. If that's what you're saying, my question is simple to you. You're saying that if somebody works for a yes. defense contractor, that that is a financial corrupting position when, when national security and defense I, is critical to the cause of freedom and has been throughout human history? I want to, why would you accuse Nikki Haley of being corrupt? I don't believe... Well, I don't believe that somebody should be able to be the next commander-in-chief if they have monetized their time in government, going from being in debt to making $8 million through military contracting businesses, through service on the board of Boeing. Frankly, it is shameful for somebody to be collecting stock options from corporate boards while they're running for U.S. president. We already have one family in the White House, okay, who I believe has sold off our foreign policy to advance their private interests. The Republican Party needs to be better than that, needs to be a party where if your campaign is principally being run by super PACs, people who can give unlimited amounts of money to your campaign. I don't think that befits the Republican Party. I think we need to be better than that. So, I Sean, actually, you and I may have I a different view on a that. Different but my view. view is if you're making money off your time in government, then I don't think you're fit to be president of the United States. Well, More importantly, people, though, uh, what's our policy? Stand with our allies while avoiding World War Three. And that's where I'm at.
A lot of people don't think you're qualified because you weren't even a Republican or voting Republican until what, 2020? Well, Sean, I, I think your first it depends on what your objectives with this interview are. I voted Libertarian in my first election. I voted Republican in 2020. You're right. I'm not I'll, a partisan hack. I'll, I come in from I'll the outside. You for your I'm an independent-minded I mean, patriot who speaks the truth. It sounds to me like you just want to jump from the from the private sector yourself, where you made a lot of money. By the way, I applaud capitalism. I applaud successful people. Sean, I, I applaud actually you for think being so transparent about your objectives. I actually think that people working in the defense is, of our country and the defense industry are playing a vital role for the role for the cause of freedom. So I don't really call it a corrupting influence, which suggests that somehow that's a corrupting influence. I actually like the experience so that goes along that with working for is actually defense things, contractors. But I've got to listen. One of the things I loved about that interview with Tucker, one of the things I loved I about that interview with Tucker was we were actually able to have a thoughtful conversation was, was, uh, and go listen, deep into issues Tucker all you want. rather I like than this Tucker. kind of, I've got that a kind of great political with gotcha. The point is this. You, yeah, so you, you go on these interviews. Said. Yeah, I, I, I have nothing but nice things to say. But here's your problem. People you go on it. these shows, people quote your exact words, and you deny your own words. And I'm saying if you're going to be a Sean, presidential candidate, and it. you're going to spend, you, I'm going to give you your exact words. Either you're the ones, own it Sean, you have been sitting here for years talking about the fake news media. Did you play this you all been, the Sean, time? This is, I'm enjoying this. You have been laughing about the fake news media how many times for the last several years, and now you're buying the mainstream media narrative when Excuse you know how corrupt me. it is. I am this following is a you. Game. I am quoting your exact words. Did I not quote your exact words? Did I, or did, I, did I or did I not quote your exact words? Did about I quote Azerbaijan your exact words? and Armenia, absolutely. Thank you. About Goodbye. Azerbaijan, yes, you did. i got time to go. About a different... You know what I loved in that? was somebody on the Hannity set is yelling in the background. That was pretty rough. Well, he called him out, though. That was Sean Hannity and Vivek. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. There's been a lot said, a lot of speeches, a lot of statements since the attack in Israel. I'll tell you someone who found their moment, and that is the mayor of New York City. Now, like a lot of people, I've been critical of Mayor Adams, especially... Uh, you know, parts of it, though, he's been kind of dealing in reality now, right? Going down to Mexico, uh, outside of the country, telling migrants, illegals, whatever you want to call them, uh, there's no room in New York. Don't come to New York. He has done a great job. But, boy, he hit it over the fence when it comes to his position on Israel. Let's hear. This is Mayor Adams, the mayor of New York. This morning on my briefing... My special counsel, Lisa Zomberg, says something that I want us all to acknowledge. We've been through some tough, tough time, New Yorkers. We are tough people. We saw the center of our trade collapse. We saw some of the horrific actions that played out on the stage of our city and our country. But she says something that hits me to my soul. She stated to our team, we are not all right. We are not all right when we see young girls pulled from their home and dragged through the streets. We are not all right when we see grandmothers being pulled away from their homes and children shot in front of their families. We are not all right when right here in the city of New York, we have those who celebrate at the same time when the devastation is taking place in our city. We are not all right when Hamas believes that they are fighting on behalf of something in their destructive, despicable action that carried out. We are not all right when we still have hostages who have not come home to their family. We are not all right. We're not going to say we have a stiff upper lip and act like everything is fine. Everything is not fine. Israel has a right to defend himself, and that's the right that we know. Your fight is our fight. Your fight is our fight. Right here in New York, we have the largest Jewish population outside of Israel. That our voices must raise and cascade throughout the entire country. We will not be all right until every person responsible for this 
religious leaders throughout this city of all religious group who reached out to us and clearly stated that they denounce the hatred and the anti-Semitism that was displayed on one of the holiest days of the year. This was intentional. This was bitter. This was nasty. This was something that shows Hamas must be disbanded and destroyed immediately. So I say to you, I'm not here because I'm your mayor. I've been in Israel as a state senator. I protected the community of the city in general, but specifically the Jewish community as a police officer. I stood with you as borough president. And now I'm here today to say not only am I the chief executive of this city, but I'm your brother. I'm your brother. Your fight is my fight. That swastika not only displays the pain of anti-Semitism, it displays the pain of racism among African-Americans. You marched with us with Dr. King. You stood with us with all the fights we have. And I'm saying we're going to stand with you and stay united together. And we don't have to be all right. We should be angry at what we saw. Thank you, Israel. That was uh, Mayor Adams, the mayor of New York. Folks, what a difference. A man finding his voice, showing leadership compared to the pathetic lack of leadership that we face in our area with the Democrat Party led by the very feeble Governor Dan McKee. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend. You need Chapa Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today, free consultation, 401-900-INSU, 401-900-4678, Chapa Insurance, SIA. Stephen, very experienced, whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, recreational umbrella any other protection for your assets rhode island of massachusetts shopper insurance agency your agency of choice call today set up a meeting they're so knowledgeable can have everything under one roof call shopper insurance today 401-900-INSU or 401-900-4678 look for them on facebook again located reservoir avenue in cranston Shapa Insurance Agency, your neighbor, your partner, your friend. One stop insurance solutions. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Pop in and see them, whether it's for lunch, nice weather, you can sit outside on the deck, or maybe sit in the dining room delicious food then they also have a great full bar large dining area and you're going to love the lounge the lodge pub and eatery people rave about their delicious consistent great food and also the great staff i'll see you at the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln 